Welcome to the Bring the Heat podcast. I'm Brian Sheely. I'm Colby Mon. And I'm Ethan Altshaw. All right, it's just three of us, three of us today. Again. And... Again, bro. Again. I know. Yeah, we're disappointed in them, but it's okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess. We're all good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they got uh, Let's start this off with uh, the Eagles game last Sunday. So that'd be like four days ago ish. Um, yep. Obviously, there's some clear stuff. Beat the Giants. Advanced to the playoffs, yes, and we're playing the Seahawks. We'll touch more on that game on our Saturday Picking Games podcast. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. But now, uh, I want to hear Colby's opinion first, because I usually go to Ethan with this stuff. Uh, all right, all right. What was your opinion on this game? It was scary for the first half. I was nervous, man. I was real nervous. But overall in the game, I thought Boston Scott had a great game. What a great game by Boston Scott. I think the end score... I mean, it got way crazy in the second half, and we really took the lead. But from the first half, I was nervous. And yes, we are a second-half team, but, like, I don't know. I just I, – I wish we could be an all-game team. I don't know. I, I like, like, there's four quarters in the game. You should be able to play your hardest and best in every quarter of that. All right. I think I'm done with my recap, and then I'll make comments. Yeah. All right. Uh, right. Ethan, you're up next. Our well, resident Eagles enemy. Yeah. I don't have much of an opinion really to have here. I think the Eagles played like the Eagles should play against a team that is clearly inferior to them, and they won. And that, and they're now going to playoffs because they won. Um, yeah. There's not much besides that in, in this game. I think they didn't really stand out, yeah. but they didn't. They looked. They looked decent. They looked good enough to be the best team in the NFC East. Because <laughs> yeah. that's such a high bar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Seriously. yeah yeah i don't know i mean based off that game what do you guys think our chances for the seahawks are i mean your chances next week not our chances. well yeah (laughs) oh yeah it's our chances well it is it's our because it's it's a two to one and most of the podcast is Eagles. (laughs) Okay. okay fair fair all right anyways um so your Uh, question was our chances against the Seahawks? Yeah, I don't like our yeah. chances what against the Seahawks, think? but I like them better than our chances against every other team. I agree. That's just my I'm glad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm glad that it's the Seahawks actually. Oh. I, like we talked about last time, we were talking about the Eagles. We wanted versus the Seahawks, and here we are. We're versus the yeah, Seahawks. I'd much rather. I mean, we were an inch away from playing the Niners. Yeah, I don't that want to was the Niners. No, we would get killed yes, by the we Niners. Would. We would get murdered. I don't murdered, think it's going to matter. This. I think they're going to lose, but if we look at the Seahawks recently, they've been pretty bad. That is true. Uh, yeah. Uh, the that last five true. games was a seven-point win over the Vikings, a 16-point loss to the Rams, a six-point win over the Panthers, okay. a two-touchdown yeah. loss to the Cardinals, and that lost the uh, Niners to the Niners last week. That's really yeah. not that impressive. Uh, okay. We have a see, chance, but not that big of a chance. Yeah. What I see from that, you know, weekly breakdown is that they play to the level of their competition. Yeah, yeah. and that just and there are some teams problem. like that. I mean, they were a literal inch away from beating arguably the top team in the league. Yeah, yeah they were. So I just don't know. And I mean, DK Metcalf has been quiet, but he went off that game, especially yeah. for rookie receiver. Yeah. Like yeah, I said, I, I don't like our chances against the Seahawks, but they're better, they're better than, than everybody else's. Oh. I'd also like to 
put something out. The Seahawks are probably the best away team in the league right now. That's true. They're seven. They're seven and one away. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge thing for them. They're probably a better away than they are at home. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like we said that stat somewhere along the way. Yeah, we were talking about how it's weird that they're not a good home team. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just like a quick personal theory on them being home away. I mean, their quarterback is Russell Wilson, who's Mm -hmm. been counted out his, like, whole career for being short. So maybe the team has sort of adopted his, like, us-against-them mentality. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You know, and they just... All right. Yeah. Um. Oh, my personal opinion on the game was that, uh, like Colby said, I wish we could stay competent for all four quarters. But yeah, yeah, I really liked how the defense stepped up, especially in the second half. They were just getting after Daniel Jones. Yeah, dude, it was sack after sack after and sack. And even if we weren't getting sacks, he was pressured. He was throwing the ball randomly, and that was an overall great yeah. game. And especially that once was. they got behind and they couldn't use Saquon anymore. Yeah, I yeah. think that that was also a bit of a morale booster. Like what you said, all the sacks and all the great defensive. That might have been a morale booster for the defense. I agree. It's like a momentum like I could see thing. the defense getting hype over that. It's a momentum thing. And maybe trying to carry some momentum into the game. I'm not getting too yeah. excited, but maybe some momentum is there. Maybe. We don't know. Uh, just speaking of Saquon, I've got a few things on him. Yeah. One, did you guys see how he flashed a peace sign at the Philly crowd at midfield? At the 50, I know. That's yeah, cocky. I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cocky. Yeah, that's cocky. That's you could have tough. easily been tackled. Um, yeah. Well, I think the key to beating the Giants is stopping Saquon. What, yeah. And whether that means planning yeah. a, you know, committing stopping the run or just getting ahead early and forcing them yeah. to have the pass, the only the best way to beat the Giants consistently is just to force them to run the ball. Which yeah, I agree. yeah, pass the ball. Okay. Um, you force Daniel Jones to pass the ball, and you got a good shot. I agree with yeah. that. Um, yeah, I agree with that too. Do you guys know who Skip Bayless is? Yeah, of course. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Colby, that's the dude that I sent you the clip of right before the show. Yeah. Um, I saw an interesting take <laughs> from him earlier today. Oh, he's interesting. Oh, not okay. earlier today. It was like earlier this week. It was after the Eagles game. He was like, Saquon is the most overrated back in the league. He'll get you <laughs> one I... good run a game, and the rest of his carries are average. He has that very yeah. standard kind Yeah. Well, we, we knew that coming into the league. He has exactly. that very standard kind thing where he's not a very good guy at just running in th- to, to the middle. He, he tries to bounce the ball always. And yeah. that ends up either hurting him or, you know, just hitting a home run. Well, I mean, and another thing is, like, yeah. just like Barry, Saquon has an absolutely horrible offensive line. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. sometimes you have to. I mean yeah. – it's it's hard it's hard for him to get big yards and down the middle because yeah there are aren't many holes they aren't they aren't they aren't able to get to overpower the opposing defensive line very, very easily. yeah and the converse so, is gotta... it could be easier for him to get big gains because of his bad offensive line yeah. as counter and counterintuitive as that yeah. sounds because if the defense is pounding yeah. the middle then if he can get right. past that first level and break it outside he has got a better mm-hmm. chance. And honestly, it's much easier for Saquon to break some of his ankles than it is to power. Exactly. Team. I mean, he's a big yeah. dude. He's very, very strong. He is. He, yeah. And I think he benched more than some of the offensive linemen at the at the, uh, at the uh, combine. But it, regardless, I think it's much easier for him yeah. to use that agility than it is that the strength. Yeah. Free Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But like I, so that was just what I wanted to say about Saquon. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with definitely. you guys. I think that Saquon is definitely the most talented back in the league. 
Yes, absolutely. But, I mean, you look at the rest of his offense, I mean, Sterling Shepard's one of the only viable pass catchers. Yeah. He's probably their number two receiver and their number one running back. And that's a hard workload Uh, to carry. I mean. I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's basically him doing it all on his own. And keep on, he's been playing hurt a decent amount of the year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He had that freak comeback. I know. I I really disagree with him trying to come back. Yeah. yeah, dude, he could have gotten more injured and like completely screwed over his team. And you're risking worse. it for like you're risking it for a fourth season for the Giants. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is a lost season for the Giants. There's no reason for them to rush their superstar. Back. I know. If you're, I agree. If you're a member of the Giants organization, you just have to go. Like, no, you're not coming back. Right. You're yeah. somebody has to tell. Him. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. I hate to see him. While we're talking like about the. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I don't like especially the Penn State like guy. No, oh, yeah. Oh, anyway, sorry, Kobe, I interrupted you. No, nah, no, nah, you're fine. You're fine. Um, is Miles Sanders projected to return for the Seahawks game? I didn't see anything on that. I'm not. Sure. I did not I check. I know that Brandon Brooks is okay. out for the playoffs. Yeah, just while we're that's speaking about Penn State loss. guys, yeah. yeah, Brooks, yeah, that's a huge loss. Though. I know, like Pro Bowl offensive lineman, one of the top uh, guards in the league. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Ethan. Uh, on Sanders, I, there's no official word if he's, he's playing or not, but he's missed. He missed practice today as well. Okay. Okay. Ooh, all so, right. All right. Say. Yeah. They've yeah, only got, maybe. like, what, two days left? So, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, count yes. on it, and that worries me. Yeah. I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. It could happen, but I wouldn't Exactly. Count. That's kind of how I am, Ethan. Um, all right. Let's move on to our Sixers topic, if you guys are good with that. Any last thoughts? Uh, yeah. No. yeah. Um. No well, first off, now that we're into the NBA, um, we just wanted to give a moment of silence for David Stern. Uh, he's the NBA's ex-commissioner, and he passed away due to a brain hemorrhage. So. All right. Now that we've had that, um, prayers to you, prayers to his family and just everybody yeah. that he's affected. But, uh, I saw. Uh, rumor, and I know that Peter and Max also saw that they're not here, but the Trailblazers are considering moving CJ McCollum, and one of the trade yeah, destinations the was um, the Sixers. The proposed package yeah. that uh, I saw was Horford, Al Horford, yeah. mm-hmm. Zaire Smith, yeah. and a 2023 first-round pick. Yes. Uh, wait, let me just make a quick comment just on this whole picks. I think it's crazy that like teams are trading picks like three years into like the future. Yeah, I mean just, like, legally you're allowed even, to like, trade a pick yeah. up to seven years in the future. Oh, I know this. I just think it's like a little crazy. Like yeah, I get trading picks for like no for like five years. Gonna, yeah, you have no idea where you're gonna be in three years. You have no idea what like, who's gonna come on in the scene in in, in three years. I yeah, and that's like, the guys that. Guys talking about drafting right now are in high school. I know. And that's one of my personal yeah, things. Like everybody was everybody was talking about how uh the Thunder got robbed in the Paul George deal. Some of those picks come in after Paul George and Kawhi hit free agency and once they're in their mid thirties. That could turn out being yeah, a, okay. a great deal for the Thunder. And same thing with the Westbrook trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, anyways, but let's talk about the trade that uh, will affect the team that um, is closest to him, the Sixers. Yeah. Um, uh, Colby, what's your take on this? So, 
if it's me making the tra- it's a hard trade, man. Because if we do this trade, the ident- our identity changes overnight. And I mean, we're a defensive team, defense. And I mean, we do need a shooter. Yes, we need a shooter badly. And Horford wouldn't necessarily be on in the um in the East, so it wouldn't really because we got Horford for two reasons. So B doesn't have to play as much, and so that B doesn't have to play him. Right. So it wouldn't. It would still. The fact of Embiid not having to play him would still work. But then again, Embiid takes back the load, and he's already kind of struggling with these knee issues, swollen knees, and all that. And I just want him healthy for the playoffs. Yes. I don't want him taking the whole yeah. workload, getting knocked for the playoffs, and then us going in there without Embiid. I don't like that. Yeah. So I say. I mean, I think I would do the trade. I think if it's me, those are just my concerns on doing the trade. And like it's just it's a hard it's a hard um it's a hard uh it's a hard trade. It if is. they do this trade, and I actually don't. Oh, sorry, Ethan, you go first. I don't believe this trade's gonna happen. I don't. I don't think either uh, front office is, is gonna commit to the, such such a big uh, deal. I think there's not necessarily looking for someone like Al Horford. Um, and I also don't think CJ McCollum is the answer to our shooting woes. He's a solid three-point shooter, but he's not exceptional. Um, so I, I, I don't think this, this trade's going to go down. I'm with hmm. you there, Ethan. I just don't see how this makes t- sense for Blazers. Yeah, I yeah. agree with this. Yeah, they already have Whiteside, Zach Collins, and Nurkic. Yeah. Right. I don't see how yeah. they would do this. And personally, and, yeah. if I'm the Sixers, I don't know if I want to do this deal. Because in yeah. my opinion, this year is about beating... The Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that we can handle almost every other team. Yeah, I agree. Right. Um, the Bucks are the one team that I'm really scared of, and there's one reason for that. Oh, and his God, name man. is about a thousand letters long. <laughs> his last name is. <laughs> his first name's not short. His first name's not short, but it's not like his last name. Anyway, I'm clearly talking <laughs> about Giannis. And, um... Yeah. He obviously scares me. I think he scares yeah. everybody. Yeah, he frightens the daylight. And out. a huge part of the fact that we were good on Christmas Day, which I've spoken about, I believe that that performance can't be repeated four times. Absolutely. Is that yeah. we had two versatile big guys that could guard him. We traded yeah, away Horford. That leaves us with Embiid on Giannis. Because who yeah. else is guarding him on our team? Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, maybe Simmons, but he's too light and he doesn't like banging bodies down low. But once we put Embiid on Giannis, they can go super big and bring Brooke Lopez in. And as much as he's turned into a spot-up shooter, just a few years ago, he was considered one of the premier low low post players. So I think that he could legitimately post up Tobias Harris. Because Tobias is what, 6'7", 6'8"? Yeah, Tobias... Yeah. Brooke Lopez is seven foot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think it's not especially if we're getting the offensive output of CJ McCollum, it's not a huge deal that we allow Brooke Lopez, who's a few years past being that great low post scorer, to post up. That's not a bad defensive possession for us. I wouldn't call it bad defensive possession, but that's just another weakness. Yeah. And plus CJ hurts us defensively because 
all of a sudden yeah. teams have another threat. I agree. Another, yeah. Not another threat. I'm sorry. Another weakness yeah. on defense. No, no, it's hard to play. Yeah. yeah. Let's say just going to the matchup thing again. Let's say we're playing Boston, mm-hmm. and they go small against us, and they've got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hay- Gordon Hayward, and Kemba in. Who's CJ Gardner there? Uh, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They just weaken us. That trade would weaken us defensively. And like you were saying, Cole, that's our identity. Yeah. And Horford on offense does a ton of stuff. Like, he's one of the best passing big men in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah. on the oh. Ethan's point about McCollum being an okay three point shooter, that's what he is. He's okay. He's above average. But most of his work is done in the mid range. Mm-hmm. And that's where the yeah. big men can step up and contest that and not be too, too fearful about leaving Embiid. All right. Yeah. I mean, in for a second, you know, go back to the, to the, uh, to the uh, Eagles. I just got a notification on my phone that Miles Sanders is probably going to play. I just got that. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get that. Okay. I'm not looking uh, at my phone. Anyway, that's great. I love that. Uh, back to the Sixers, though. So, anyway. Yeah, that's nice. This is definitely a trade to consider. Um, yeah. But once again, I don't see how this helps the Blazers. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if this goes down or not. And yeah. And this will only help the Sixers in one area. Yeah, I agree. Right. And just one final thing that I've been kind of thinking of. This could potentially hurt us against the Raptors, too. Yeah, it actually could. Because what if they decide to go mega big against us if we have CJ in the lineup and put out Ibaka, yeah. Gasol, Ooh. and Siakam? Yeah, that wouldn't be really good. Once again, that's not a, that's not a good matchup unless we have Horford out on the floor. Yeah, then we could put Embiid on Gasol, Horford on Nubaka, Simmons on Siakam. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Point. Yeah, yeah, it's a big point. So yeah. it's definitely something to consider for the extra added offensive firepower. But they need to decide. Yeah. Like, we're taking the ball out of Simmons' hands more. That's another thing. Yeah, and we know that he's not a good off-ball player. Yeah. Can't shoot. Yeah. So, I so they have to weigh the offensive benefit towards the defensive loss. Yeah, I agree, and that's why it's such a hard trade to do. Yeah. Because I mean, people have their own opinions, but at the end of the day, it's a defensive loss and an offensive win. Exactly. Some people like really. Some people think we need the offense, and some people think we should keep the defense. I mean, I don't know. I personally. I mean, with all these facts stated, I might just I might keep the defense. Yeah. And plus, I mean, a final yeah. thing that like really isn't brought into question much is that the Sixers have had so much roster turmoil. Yeah. I think it's time to just finally we have our group of guys. Let's stick with it and let them gel. Yeah. Go. Yeah, go I agree. Yeah. 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 We have we have a solid players. Just. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you have to keep your core together. You can't just keep exchanging guys. That yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I, agree right. with that. I think a more effective trade would be would be going for a shooter rather than a yeah. star. I would agree with that we yeah. don't have to give so, up. We don't yeah. have to give up as much. Um, it'll fit our. It'll fit us better. Yeah. Yeah. Philadelphia, from a from a star point of view, has one of the most stacked teams in the NBA. You know, because Harris exactly is is, is a m- minor star, and B is a major a star. Star. Yeah. And so, and so is Ben Simmons. In this Simmons area. is a star depending on who you talk to. Yeah, I right. agree. And, you know, Horford is a minor, you know, kind of. And Richardson star. is an and, elite 3 and D guy that won't get star buzz right. ever. 
but he's one of those valuable guys that you need on contending teams. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So we, we don't need more of those players. We, we need players who can fit around. Yeah, we that. need players who can fit their roles. I mean, you look at every championship team out there. They always had mm-hmm. veterans or glue guys coming off the bench or that can be inserted into the starting yeah. lineup that fit the roles. The Lakers yeah, had exactly. guys like Rick Fox and Horace Grant. Um, the Warriors had like Sean Livingston. Yeah. Iggy. Those Warriors teams were good because they had the, the stars. They also had the great Yeah, bands. you need the depth. And the depth fell apart. It's probably, probably why they lost to the Raptors. Yeah. That injury. Yeah. Oh, uh, the depth has looked better this year, though. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another thing. Like, just keep them together and let them actually figure stuff out. All yeah. right. Um, that's our piece on the Sixers. Let's move yeah. on. Uh, this is a Philly sports show. But Philly's part of the NFC East, so I'm saying that this can be allowed. We're going to talk about the – Back to the NFL. Yep. We're going back to the NFL. All right. And we're going to be talking about the rest of the NFC East. The Giants, right. the Redskins, and the Cowgirls. Hi, yes, the Cowgirls. <laughs> uh, Ethan, I, this was your idea. You wanted to do this. Let's start off I with your skins. All right, let's do it. So a few weeks ago on this podcast, I said that if there is serious change in upper management and we are dedicated to winning games, we could be good sometime soon. Right, you said sometime in the um, next two decades. <laughs> I believe was your exact no, quote. I said in the next decades. However, <laughs> I was not ready for Dan Snyder's level of commitment to changing. Um, in a matter of a few days, we have fired Bruce Allen. Yeah, right? we have signed Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera, two of the best defensive minds in football. Okay, we have you know we we fired our, our trainer who's terrible. <laughs> Clearly, and we are poised to take. Uh, Chase Young, second overall in the draft. This defense could be a, a legitimate. You know, I'm projecting a top 15 defense at least in, in Washington next year. You know, I could actually believe that they already have a, a great defensive core going on with John yeah, yeah, Allen, yeah. Montez, what all those guys. Uh, yeah, I could see and that I do too. feel I want, like the, your two yeah. coaching hires will help you out of right. yeah. I want to pair Montez Sweat with Chase Young. That and also would be scary. Speaking of Chase Young, we you know we're, we're going to have a Ohio State core here. That's true. You're going to have the best players on offense, best players on defense, all from Ohio State. They, they share things. They, they have chemistry. You know? yeah, and even if it's on different sides of the ball, that morale in the locker room at least is huge. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Your owner also apparently thinks that Thanksgiving is in January. I know, I know. I'm aware of that. Okay. <laughs> Look, Dan Steiner, I'm not saying Dan Steiner's good. He's not. He's terrible. But he's being decent owner right now. Okay. Let's give him that. I, I will give him that. Um, yeah. Now, the one problem I do have with your two coaching hires, uh, Rivera and the other one, I, I'm i sorry, he slipped my mind. Yeah. But how are you going to develop Dwayne Haskins if your coaches are entirely focused on defense? That and that's where you guys yeah. need the most development. I mean, I know. He's not an amazing QB. Well, actually. Yeah, no, he's not. That's why. Yeah, definitely. So That was what I was thinking about. Haskins was pretty bad this year. He was. Um, there's no debating that. He yeah. looked better the last two or three games, but he was, as a whole, pretty bad. This and he year. was yeah. absolutely awful in those first few games. He yeah. absolutely needs to develop over the offseason. Yes, definitely. He needs to learn. He has all the potential in the world. He, just, he needs to learn how to read routes like a pro. He needs to learn how to read defenses like a pro. Yeah. And he needs to be game ready. And yeah. in his defense, he did not have the most stellar supporting cast. No. Mm-hmm. But... 
mean, he, he has to get better. At oh, Ohio of course. State. And we knew coming out of Ohio State, he was going to be a raw prospect. Yeah. We well, at Ohio State, that. they just had him throw three yard outs to his receivers and let them do the work. Exactly. So <laughs> I don't know what your front office saw in him, to be honest with you. That, we drafted him with the hope that he's, he develops and he takes it upon himself to get better. And if he can do that, boom, franchise quarterback. If not, bust. Yeah. Yeah. That's just. What, I mean, keep my last year with Alex Smith. We started off six and two. Yeah, that's true. yeah. Two years ago, yeah. It's yeah. One of yeah. the Alex Smith years. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Ron Rivera brings to the team because I mean, you saw him take a Panthers defense to the Super Bowl. I mean, he yeah. didn't win it, but yeah. getting to the Super Bowl as hard as it is. And obviously, there's no debate yeah. that uh, the Panthers did have more talent on that defense. They had oh, Keekly, yeah. Peppers. Del Rio has a history of turning bad teams around. He's turned, he's turned, you know, top twenty defenses into top five defenses. Yeah, that's just what he does. Yeah. You know? And if we can get some offensive help, maybe you know someone, we we we, we can honestly compete for what is a very lackluster NFC East. Yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> and uh, something that you guys should definitely look at is taking a wide receiver in the second round. Because you need yeah. someone. Absolutely. We do. Oh, you so guys have an early second round pick. And... It's a very deep receiver class. Mm-hmm. It is. It is incredibly deep. But yeah, I think there's no there's no um, excuse for not taking Chase Young number two. No, He's the best player. Not at all. He fits on our team. He's a monster. You know. I. I he's just the obvious choice. The absolutely yeah, but... ideal scenario for you guys is probably obviously getting Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if they don't take him, uh, I will be elated, for one. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I think the Lions have the number three pick. Um, please, so. let him chase around Aaron Rodgers for the rest of his career. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I'll be elated. But if they do take him, which they should. Um, yes. Your best bet is probably hoping that Henry Ruggs yeah. falls to the second. I don't think he will. He, that's why I said hoping. It doesn't look like he will. Uh, after yeah. that, you're maybe looking at Tyler Johnson, but that doesn't really fit your team's needs. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But but I think we have options. you have options. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is a pretty good draft, I gotta say. Especially for receivers. Um. Definitely even receivers. a guy like obviously I'm a Penn State fan, but KJ Hamler should be around in the early third p- potentially. So yeah. even a guy like that would help out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's talk about the Cowboys. We're talking about the Cowboys. Jason Garrett. All right. Um, how are they not fired? What are they doing? What, what are they doing? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing either. I mean, what the heck? Dude, What, what what's Every wrong with day, the Jerry Jones? You, I know. Yeah. Every day you go into meetings with Jason Garrett, you're losing out on potential coaching <laughs> hires. That's yeah. true. I mean, maybe Jerry's just waiting for, like, Lincoln Riley to become available. But he's not going I to. I don't think he will, one. And two... Do you want someone that can't coach a defense when you have someone that can't coach a defense? Who in the world at this point is better than Jason Garrett? I um that Baylor Baylor coach. He's been getting some height. Is is he going to leave? I I thought he said he wouldn't leave. They always say that, dude. True, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, at this point, it's it's between kind of the uh, Cowboys and Giants to see who's going to get him. Yeah. yeah, and you know, college coaches don't don't often have great success. No, they don't. But I mean, yeah. that's kind of your best bet. It is. Yeah, just trying so, to get someone like that. 
they have they mm-hmm. have to find Jason Garrett because it's just such such a hatred against him by the fan base. And you know, oh yeah, at this point the fan base will riot if they don't fire him. Oh yeah, but who who's who they gonna get who's better than him at this point? Honestly, Rivera would have been a great coaching hire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but he could have maximized all the talent they have on the defense. Yeah, he could have. He really could have. What coach wouldn't want to co- wouldn't want to coach the Cowboys? Yeah, you're it's, the second most profitable franchise in sports. It's America's it's the team. Most valued. What'd you say, Ethan? Sorry, yeah. I missed that last part. It's what is it? Sec- second most valued franchise in sports. Probably, yeah. Right? Yeah. After the Yankees? Yeah, after the Yankees. Well, the Lakers. It's, it's the Lakers Ameri- might be in, in American sports. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's one of the most profitable franchises in sports. Yeah. It's probably the third biggest brand in sports or fourth um depending on how you feel about the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's still the Knicks, uh, but whatever. Yeah, but it's I try not to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I just don't see why you wouldn't want to and even just think about all the talent that team has. Yeah. You yeah, still absolutely. got um it's, it's Demarcus Lawrence. Very talented. Team. Byron Jones. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Smith. Mm-hmm. Leighton Van Der Esch, uh, yeah. Zeke, Amari, yeah. Michael oh Gallup, Tyron Smith. I mean, and there's probably five or six names that I haven't mentioned that you put in that sentence. It's not Dak. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry, well, Jerry, well, if you're listening, P- please pay Dak that. $40 million. Yeah, we want please, you to Please, I am begging you. Please pay Dak $40 million And keep... Uh, Keep Jason Garrett. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forgot everything we just said. Keep Jason Garrett. Uh, pay Dak forty million, and you're set. Yeah, dude. You you you're definitely dominant. I mean, your yeah. team's gonna be just the same as last year. And I mean, last year clearly almost got you there. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Anyways, uh, when it comes to the Cowboys Are draft, giants? what I see them really needing is, <laughs> as ridiculous as this sounds, maybe a a new. Offensive linemen, because some of their guys are noticeably getting older. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can um, see that. Potentially some more cornerback depth, and yeah. just secondary help in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they won't get um, what's his name, uh, but Jeff Jeff um, Okuda, dude, yeah. he's going top he five. Uh, Ohio State. Yeah, I know, but they can get someone. I don't know. Who, who, who's that guy? Uh, I don't know his name. Um, from Clemson. From Clemson. Oh, Isaiah yeah. Simmons. No, uh, AJ Terrell. Oh, okay, yeah. He looks decent. Um, I mean, mm. but I think the Cowboys at this point, they're trying to win. Oh, yeah. definitely. They, they're they're like not going to draft the developmental they, player. Yeah. yeah. They think I can just plug in there as like a second or two or three and just they need a coach who can lead them to, to the playoffs. And super- yeah, yeah. If you look at the Cowboys all-decade team, it's insane. Oh, obviously. It's ridiculously good. Because Sean Lee's There's on there, no too. Excuse. And, I mean, I didn't even mention yeah. him. That's a guy I forgot. He's not, he's not elite anymore, but he can still play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse to not have won anything. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Man, Jason Garrett wasted so many careers. Yeah, yeah seriously. As an Eagles fan, I love it. Oh, it's great. Yes, definitely but, great. Uh, Aren't Giants as fans? a football fan, it hurts. It does. Yes. Yeah. It does hurt. Um, Aren't Giants? Yeah, New York Giants now. Uh, where do they go from here? I don't know. I think they keep rebuilding. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sucks that they won't be getting Chase Young. I mean, they'll get Andrew Thomas though, right? Yeah, that's what it's looking the, like. The, the Atlanta guys, because Okuda will probably like 
Yeah. They can't draft Akuda. You yeah, draft Akuda, yeah, you're admitting you failed with the DeAndre Baker pick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not even yeah. kidding. Like, this is something the GM can admit, like, yeah, I messed up, or else it looks horrible. Mm-hmm. So, they're, so they can't draft Akuda. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, look. But I, I think Thomas is Thomas is, is is a great player. Oh, he is. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. What sucks though for them is that Nate Solder will still be on the books for like fifteen million. Yeah. yeah. Just absolutely crazy. He's one of the worst starting left tackles in the league, and he's getting paid yeah. that much. Well, I think yeah, the seriously. idea is you you plug um Andrew in. I mean, you you plug Thomas in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. but. Even if you plug him in, Solder's still on your roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 on, so at that point, you're paying 15 million to a guy on the bench, which not smart. Yeah, yeah, not good. But yeah. Um. Although something I can realistically see the Giants doing is, since they can't get Chase Young anymore, uh, I could see them since they have so many holes on this roster, trading down and picking up some picks. They absolutely could do that I, because. I uh, yeah. I think it was two years ago. The Colts traded down from three to six and picked up an absolute bounty of draft picks, and they still got the guy they wanted. Yeah, yeah wow. That's because they were, they were going for Quentin Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Quentin, Nel- Quentin Nelson is the best player in that draft. I was just about to say, he's probably the best player in that draft. And they, I yeah. was saying it then, I'm saying it now. I agree with you, he honestly. He's the best player in that draft. Yeah. And shockingly, his competition might be Darius Leonard. Yeah. Another guy they drafted. The Colts just stole. I mean, that draft was... They might have actually gotten that with one of the Jets' picks they got. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny, but... Yeah. Check out Sam Darnold. (laughs) (laughs) Franchise QB's there. You got to try and take him. (laughs) Yeah, but would you seriously take uh, Sam Darnold over Darius Leonard and uh, uh, Quentin Nelson? Knowing what I do now, No. no. Yeah, right. but no back one, then, no one knew Quentin Nelson was going to be this good. Yeah, yeah that's the thing about the not, draft. Not though. all pro. I first year. Think we were, I think we were pretty much saying this guy's insane. Yes, he's insane. He's the best guard prospect ever. But um, yeah. for one, the yeah. fact he is a guard—that's the least yeah, that, valuable that, position that on the O line. That, that is true. That was the one thing I think that was. Yeah, and plus, you know, yeah. no one predicts a player becoming a first-team All Pro out of the gate. Yeah. True. And quarterback is the most important position on the field. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, regardless, yeah. though, right now it's clear in hindsight that the Jets screwed up big time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On that of Darius Leonard, this is kind of weird. I'm looking <laughs> at his stats right now. He has one All-Pro and one Pro Bowl. Yes. However, they were in different seasons. Really? <gasps> yeah. That was ridiculous. Pro- he didn't his make Pro the Bowl- Pro Bowl in his All-Pro yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Led the league in tackles. Yeah. It makes no sense at all. But yeah. That it's doesn't. Weird. It's because cool. he plays in Indianapolis. Yep. Yeah. Keep in mind, Pro Bowl, All Star, they're popularity contests. Absolutely. Yeah. They are. Yep, I agree. Um, so yeah. Uh that's the Giants. Uh they should keep what they have with Daniel Jones, I feel. He has not been good this year. I'm yes, just gonna say I that. I agree. He's had his moments, but uh he also I think he leads the league in danger plays, which is plays that could result in an interception. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he has yes, he has lot. more than Jameis. That's, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, all right. But, and keep in mind, he also fumbles a whole lot. 
Yes, yeah, he does. Yes, he does. He was okay this year. I think he was. He was. He was okay, but he wasn't good. Yeah. He didn't. He, he didn't really show anything incredible. You know? No, but he, he yeah. had he one or two moments. He completed 62% of his passes. He played 13 games. He had 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. He played like a average, average quarterback. Yeah, which isn't bad as a rookie, but no. you'd expect if, more from what? The fifth or the sixth overall pick? If yeah. This giant, if this Giants team is going to be a running team, and, and they're, they're trying to win the Super Bowl in, I don't know, five years, <laughs> in, all you need is a, good, is a decent, good quarterback. In five so years, like, Saquon's going to be dead. That's that's actually true. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Phrase that. Three or four years. God, he de- that depresses me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a rip. Uh, it's crazy how much people. All they need are... is a decent quarterback who can throw the ball on third down. Yeah. If they want to yeah. be a, a primarily rushing team. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do we have a uh, time for Michael Thomas, or are we gonna? Let's Go save him for another time. Yeah. Because we don't have much time. Anymore. We don't have much time. Like, we'll... And then we can go more in depth with him. Yeah. Um, we'll so tune in, tune in next week, and we will talk about Michael Thomas's crazy, <laughs> crazy year. Uh, we promise. We promise we will this time. We know we've been saying it for three weeks now. Yeah, we have. Uh, <laughs> but stuff got in the way. Yeah, there's right. current events. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, a current event, but Philly current events. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, this is Bring the Heat signing off. Here's Colby with our schedule. All right, so we got on the week. We're not going to do any confirmed dates anymore because it's been a jumble of dates. So on the week, <laughs> we have Sixers, Eagles, and around the league. And then on the weekends, we have our picking games, which this week we are going with playoff games. Oh. So you got to be sure to turn in to uh, this weekend on Bring the Heat. <laughs>